Hi, I'm Katie, and this is Monumental, a small show about the big things God does in the lives of ordinary people. After a couple years break, I was excited to start Monumental again this summer, and if you missed the first episode, you can go back and hear that and be strengthened by the testimony of Sandy Foltz. It's called The Long Goodbye. My goal is to put an episode out every other month, but this month I've asked my friend Michael to interview me because something happened in my life that has prevented me from getting an episode out, Um, but it's also something that I would like to share with you. So four years ago, we adopted our daughter, Ilsa, and we've been in the adoption process again here in the last couple years, and just a few weeks ago we had a surprise placement. So I've asked Michael to come today and just help me share the story of what's happened in our lives here in the last few weeks. Uh, Many of you will remember Michael. She um, co-hosted Monumental with me in the first season, and she's been back other times to help with interviews. Um, So thank you, Michael, for coming on with me today. I am so excited to be here to interview today. I'm really honored that you asked me. Can you remind us, when did you start the adoption process? How old was Ilsa? Yeah, we, so we adopted Ilsa in 2019 is when she came into our family. And we started the process again in November of 2021. And it took us way longer to get through the home study than it should have. We weren't through the home study until November of 2022. So Mm -hmm. a lot of different things happened in our lives throughout that year that just kind of slowed the process down. So it's just been well, almost a year since we were actually home study approved. Mm. Um, this coming November will have been a year. But it feels kind of like we've been waiting longer just because we've been wanting to adopt for Yeah, because you initiated that. that process a lot yeah. longer ago. Yeah. So was the were the home study delays, were those delays on your side, on the agency side, a little bit of both? Yeah, it was just on our side, just okay. life circumstances. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So... I expect when you started that process, you didn't anticipate the home study or maybe the adoption process to take or or the placement to take as long as it did. Well, yeah. So what happened is by the time we were actually home study approved, adoptions in general just really slowed down. Hmm. There's different reasons to speculate why. Um, We're not really sure. And so this past winter, like once we were home study approved, our agency had only had two placements since July, which is very not normal. Um, so I, I was really struggling a little bit with just a lack of faith that we would get a placement anytime soon. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So at the beginning of this year, we would, my husband, when we were putting our daughter to bed at night, my husband would always pray with her and lead her in prayer, and they would both pray, um, Lord, would you give us a baby soon? And I was always sort of internally rolling my eyes, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, right, it's not going to be soon. And I felt convicted about that lack of faith, and so I talked to my husband about it, and he was like, well, you know, God is big, and we, I think we should pray specifically and boldly. And God can do anything. He doesn't have to answer those prayers, but just knowing that he can. Mm -hmm. And so we decided to start praying and asking God, would he give us a child this year? Mm. Um, And, and so that was, that's what we started praying and asking every night if God would give us a baby this year. And then my daughter, Ilsa, (laughs) she would pray, would you give me, 
would you give us baby sister? And so that was her specific prayer. <laughs> um, so then just a few months later, we got a call from the agency. It was, I think in May, that there was a birth mom who had found our profile online, liked our family and chosen us to place her baby with. And she was due early July and she was having a girl. And so we just felt like, wow, like God has answered our prayers. And so specifically, like he has answered soon. The baby's coming this year and it's a girl, Mm -hmm. you know, like he got, he answered so specifically. And so I think I just felt so confident, like this is, this is going to happen so that was so, back in May. And yes, then, so that was back in May. And so I, yeah, I just felt very confident. I was telling people and, oh, we told Ilsa and she was mm-hmm. so excited about getting a baby sister. Well, then we got a call, I don't know, a week or two later. Um, I think it was a couple of weeks later that something came up and the birth mom was going to go a different direction. And I was devastated. <laughs> um you know, and just, I didn't understand why, because it seemed like here God had answered all these very specific prayer requests. It didn't make sense, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so I went through sort of a grieving, you know, and we, you know, tried to help Ilsa understand baby sister probably wasn't coming, you know? Um, and then a week later, we got another call that she had changed her mind and she did want to place with us again. And so we very like cautiously, excitedly were trying to move forward again. Like, okay, okay, maybe this will happen, but we decided not to tell Ilsa just in case. Okay. Um, I didn't want to take her through a roller coaster, you know, any more than she was already going through. Um, I didn't know all this. This is, Wow. Yeah. Wild. Yeah. Um, and so, of course, then some time goes on and you kind of start getting excited again. And mm-hmm. um, I was starting to get baby things organized because the baby's coming in early July. It was like in a few weeks the baby would be coming. Um, and, of course, as time goes on, like, Ilsa's, she's bright. <laughs> and she was picking up on things again, even though we were trying to shield her from it. And so she started praying at night again thanking thanking god for baby sister Mm. well okay so then about a week later we got another call that the birth mom went online and found another family with another agency that she decided to go with oh that's so hard (laughs) so that yeah i just i really didn't understand that one like why twice why twice yeah and then it feels like a very I imagine that felt like a personal rejection yeah yes Mm -hmm. and I personally was struggling struggling spiritually because I didn't understand the twice I really felt like here we'd prayed boldly God was answering our um, specific prayer requests and my mom had sent me a sermon her pastor had preached on adoption and God being our heavenly, you know, our father. And I had listened to this sermon. This is while we thought we were getting the baby. 
And I was just thinking, yes, God is just really showing me his, that he's this loving father. Here he's just, he's giving us this sweet gift and he's, God used this failed adoption two times to reveal some sin in my heart, which was I had, you know, the years that I had struggled with back pain and went through, you know, back surgeries and things like that. Um, I've, I shared that testimony in an earlier podcast, um, but I had several years where I lived in very intense pain. I had studied the book of Job through those years and the end of that book, God heals Job and he gives him back like twofold what he had had before. And I realized I have, I was sort of waiting for God to bless me twofold for the suffering that I went through. It feels so like stupid to say it because I realized how entitled and how just selfish it sounds. But I think it really came for me at the point of children, wanting God to give me children. And I think that's where it has really come down for me. So so here we had this placement. It was very direct answers to prayer. And so I was really confident that this was what God was doing and that God was blessing me, you know, um, and showing me that he was this loving heavenly father by giving me children. Mm-hmm. Then the adoption falls through, you know, falls through the second time. And it just didn't make sense to me. And I had these really like angry thoughts of why twice that just seems cruel. Like I, I understand once, you know, that was hard enough, but to kind of do this back and forth, like, oh, you're getting, you're getting, or I'm giving you a child. No, I'm not. Yes, I'm giving you a child. No, I'm not. Um, and I had these really awful thoughts of like feeling like God was being cruel. Yeah, I imagine it feels a little bit like Indian giving. Like I'm gonna give it to you, and then I'm gonna take it back. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think of I think of the woman in who was given a son after Elijah prayed for her. She said, you know, after he got sick and was had died and she went to get Elijah, she says, why? Why would this, why give me a child only to take, take the child away, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's, I, I can, I, I think of how often that, that thought must go through women's minds, parents' minds, you know, at when in a circumstance like this where you feel that God's given you a baby, it's very similar to a miscarriage, you know, mm-hmm. or especially if you've been struggling with infertility or you've been waiting for the placement of a child, what it feels like is that you think, well, I would have been fine with no child at all. I was resigned to that, right. you know, I was resigned I, I wanted a child, but I was resigned to the fact that I may not have one. Mm-hmm. So why give me a child and then take the child away? Right. You know, is, yeah. is what it feels like that God does. But um, but how, how did you work through that? What, yeah. what happened next? My husband and I talked about it. And he said, God only shows us a sliver of what he's doing. But God sees the whole picture. And he said... If we got to see, if God showed us the whole picture of what he was doing, what he was working, we would be rejoicing and thanking God. And I knew that that was true. 
seemed hard to imagine being able to rejoice, you know, about it. But I knew that that was true because I know that God is good. Um, and I know that he's at work for good in our lives and for his glory. Um, so it was helpful to hear him say that. Pastor Max also called and he um, was very encouraging. And then he and and Annie, his wife, gave us a book and it's called um, The Moon is Always Round. And it's a children's book, and he gave it to us to read to Ilsa to try to help her understand um, that this baby wouldn't be coming because it's about a family who is expecting a baby, and then they lose the baby. And um, the father is telling the son all throughout the book at different points throughout their lives that look up at the sky, at the moon, and they see it different shapes. Sometimes they see only a sliver. Sometimes they see a half moon. Sometimes they see the whole thing. And he's telling his son, even though we only see you know, different shapes that the moon, the moon is always round. Well, at the end of the book, the father says that at the child, the baby's funeral. And, and he said, the moon is always round. What do I mean by that? And the little boy raises his hand and said, God is always good. Hmm. And I mean, it's beautiful, such a helpful reminder and truth. And so he gave us that book. We read it to our daughter. Um, it'll make you cry, (laughs) but but it's, and that was the truth that my husband was reminding me, you know, God is always good, even when we don't understand, when it doesn't make sense to us. And then, so then I realized Ilsa had picked up back up on the fact that we were getting the baby mm-hmm. because she was praying at night and thanking God for her baby sister. And then I put her to bed this one night and she had prayed and thanked God for her baby sister. And then she started talking to me as she's laying in her bed about turning her toddler bed back into a crib for the baby. And I realized she really does think that she's still getting a baby this summer. So I, I really need to be clear with her this time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just looked at her and I said, honey, we're not getting a baby this summer. Um, we might someday. We hope that God will still give us a baby someday, but it's not going to happen this summer like we thought it would. And I said, we need to trust God. And she looked at me and said, Mama, do you trust God? <laughs> it's like, I looked at her and I said, yes, honey, I trust God. And she said, are you a Christian? And I said, yes, I'm a Christian. And she said, I want to be a Christian too. And so we talked about what that means to be a Christian and and then I, I talked to my husband later that night, and I said, you know, if God used this loss to work faith in our daughter, then it's worth it. It's worth both of, both of the, the times that it, you know, didn't go through. And that, that conversation didn't happen until after it had fall, fallen through twice. Mm-hmm. But it also, then as I was processing... I was starting to see the idol in my own heart of children, wanting children and thinking God owed me children, realizing that I have I had sort of taken this um, wrong application from the book of Job, that if we suffer, that God's going to pay us back twofold. I mean, God does bless his children but I think I had sort of created this idol of like, I've served my time with suffering. Now I just want God to give me good things. 
and show me that he's a loving heavenly father by just like pouring blessing on my life, you know. I realize how wrong it is because God has blessed me so, so much. I feel foolish, you know, because he has just poured abundant blessing on my life. And so to have, and that's where I realize it's, like, it's really at the point of children that it had sort of become this idol for me. I think God opening my eyes to that, I'm so grateful for. It's interesting because I guess once I realized that and I saw some of just the good that God was working in our lives and in Ilsa's life through it, I felt more a sense of God's fatherly love for me than I think I would have if he had just given us that child in early July. Mm-hmm. Well, and and think about the the image of refining. And so often when we cannot see God's purpose in something that seems, it's in my mind, I have to tell myself, my thoughts are not your thoughts. Mm-hmm. You know, God tells us, my thoughts are not your thoughts. And in my mind, what looks like pointless suffering, it seems pointless. Mm-hmm. Why, why give you this, the idea that you're mm-hmm. going to be holding this little one and let you communicate that to your daughter and think that, in fact, that is God's plan and that he is answering this prayer so specifically. Why give you that and then and then take it away? Yeah. And yet God passes us through that refining fire mm-hmm. over and over and over again. And I think that it is through that refinement process that we are assured of our salvation, mm-hmm. of you knowing that you have a good a good heavenly father who who is in this for your good. Yeah. And then also the assurance that his perfect will that doesn't match your picture of what you thought it was going to be is in fact his perfect will. Yeah. You know? Yes. And so I can see how God uses those difficult circumstances of not giving us what he, we what we th- think that he's about to give us or of not giving us what we think is seems to be seems as though he's indicating that this is his will for our lives and then and then he removes whatever that thing is mm-hmm. that he uses that to strengthen our confidence in whatever perfect circumstances he then brings about you mm-hmm. know yeah. so i i imagine that now with this next chapter of, of your summer story that we're about to hear, that then you are all the more confident now that he was working out his perfect plan for your family. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That That's you just so can have that assurance and that confidence that this this doesn't match my picture. Right. And which is why I'm all the more confident that it's God's picture Yeah. for our life and not mine. Yeah, 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 exactly. Okay, so timeline here. Yeah. First call, May. Yeah. Next um next call that you're not going to get baby girl. Mm-hmm. Is what? End of May? End of May, early okay. June, yeah. Then when do you get the next call? Oh, baby's coming again. June, early June. June. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then call again, another disappointing call when? Early June. Early June. Yeah, okay. Or mid, yeah. And then here we are moving. I feel like we're just moving from a minor key into a major <laughs> key. Yeah. You know. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. So, yeah. so, and I also feel like there's this recurring theme about you telling your daughter the wrong thing. <laughs> We're not getting a baby this summer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So now we know that she knows not to trust anything that you say. Right. <laughs> <laughs> she knows you're a Christian. She knows you trust God and she knows not to believe anything right. that comes out of your mouth. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, so you tell Elsa we're not getting a baby this summer. Now, dun dun dun. Tell, yes. us, tell us what happens next. <laughs> so then, end of July, we get a call that a baby boy ha- has been born. He's in the hospital, and would we like to have our profile book shown to the birth mom? The baby was born with some health concerns, and. That was something we actually really needed to consider because we have another child and we also we always want to consider the impact that it's going to have on her. Um, so we spent the evening talking about it and I'm not going to go into what it was, but we were a little bit on different pages when we went to bed that night as to whether or not we should show a profile book. I was the one saying I didn't think so um, and I couldn't sleep that night. And so finally I just thought, well, God must have me awake for a reason. So I got up and I spent the night reading the Bible and praying and uh, Googling. <laughs> and um, through through that time with the Lord, God really changed my heart and gave me confidence that this was something that we should say yes to. And so I woke up the next morning. Benny and I were both on the same page that to say yes to this. They showed our profile book, and we got a call later that afternoon that the birth mom had chosen us. And so we packed our bags, and we went to the hospital. (laughs) All right, let's go back just a little bit. So during that long night, as you were looking, I imagine doing some research into the health issues that you may be encountering, were you connecting that in your mind to to your own physical suffering and health struggles in the past? Yeah, that is something that we spent some time in the hospital with the baby. And what he was going through and the fact that I had gone through so much physical suffering in my past bonded me to this baby so much. Mm -hmm. I mean, I felt like I could understand what he was feeling to some degree. And the helplessness that he was feeling and the fact that I could be there and I could help him through it. I felt so honored to be able to do that. Um, a really sweet thing is when we got there the first night, um, I was exhausted because I had been up all night the night before mm-hmm. <laughs> thinking about the situation. And... So Benny said, you just need to get some sleep. I'll stay up with the baby. And I would wake up at different points during the night, and I would hear him talking to the baby, and I'd hear him singing to him. And I just thought he bonded with this baby before I did. Like, he was just, he loved him. There was zero hesitation at all that my husband had. He was 100% in. And it was the sweetest thing to witness. And then, you know, over the course of our time in the hospital with the baby, I've really bonded with the baby. And I don't know. I'm just, you know, I thought of the verse um, that says that we should comfort others with the comfort with which we've been comforted. 
been given by God. And I've been shown so much comfort through my sicknesses and pain in the past. And I just, I don't know, Benny and I both felt like this is 100% where God wanted us to be able to help this baby, what he was going through. Um, We named him Jude. It means praise. And I had been studying um, the sons of Israel, and they named, Leah named her son Judah because she wanted to praise God for him. And so initially we thought Judah, but when I looked at him, I didn't think he looked like Judah, so (laughs) we named him Jude. Um, And then David, which is after my dad, who passed away a few years ago, and then Amari, which is the name that the birth mom had given to him. Um, And it means promise of God and strength. Mm. Um, And we decided to use that to show some honor to her. And we liked the meaning of the name too. That's beautiful. (laughs) So, yeah. And and he's doing very well. Like health-wise, he's just doing, he's strong and he's doing really, really well. And um, we couldn't be happier to have him. (laughs) So I had talked about how much Ilsa had wanted a girl. So we were a little you know, concerned how she would handle it when she heard it was not a girl, it was a boy. <laughs> she did not bat an eye. It didn't bother her at all. So she came to the hospital to meet him, and and then she kept calling him her sister. <laughs> and I said, <laughs> I said, Ilsa, sister is for a girl. If it's a girl, brother, if it's a boy, and this is a boy, so this is your brother. And, and she kept doing it. She kept calling him sister. I said, Ilsa, do you think sister means sibling? And she said, yeah. <laughs> so it's the same word to her. Yeah. So all this time, I thought she'd been praying for a sister. And all this time, she was just praying for a sibling. <laughs> <laughs> totally unbothered. <laughs> yeah. And she, oh man, she adores him so much. So it's really precious. <laughs> Praise God. Yeah. So that's, that's what's, that's what God's done in our life recently. What's been going on. That's beautiful. This episode of Monumental was hosted by Katie Walker and Michael Crum. It is produced and edited by Katie Walker, and it is executive produced by Nathan Alberson and Jake Mensel. If you like the show, please don't forget to rate and review in the app of your choice. And if you're interested in more great content, including articles and other podcasts, please visit warhornmedia.com.